Hi, this is Randy Cross of the San Francisco 49ers, three-time Super Bowl champion, and I love my time with the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Colbert Rond, and today I've got a couple of the all-day collectors with me. You've heard them on previous episodes. I've got Ryan. Ryan, how you doing? Doing great. How about yourself, Kobe? I'm all right, buddy. I'm okay. And I've got Kenny with me. Kenny, how's it going? Doing good, Kenny. Yeah, buddy, 84. You can find me on the Discord like that. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how maybe our strategies have changed, or maybe they haven't, but basically there's been a lot of changes with the all-day platform. We've seen a lot of new adaptations and things added to it. We've had our first real sort of challenge introduced this particular week versus just the playbook challenges. And, and if this has changed anything to do with our strategies going forward, it has, just, it has changed for me a little bit, but I want to see how it's changed for both Ryan and Kenny as well, or maybe it hasn't. But we'll begin with Ryan. Ryan, what's going on with you and all day right now? Um, well, I'd have to say, you know, I've changed my strategy a little bit. You know, I was buying a lot. Um, I've kind of slowed down. Uh, I focused more on the commons because obviously with challenges, it seems like uh, commons are what's king right now. Still kind of buying into the rookies for S2 since there's you know very little out there right now and it seems like the prices are good. Uh, so that's kind of where I've been at. Okay. And Kenny, how's it going for you? It's going really great. I can tell you that the, all, the playbook for all day that they introduced has helped tremendously and building my collection it's making you buy moments that you normally don't buy and my strategy has completely changed now on the outlook based on the playbook and how they rolled it out yeah my strategy has completely changed okay so for all three of us because i'm going to go into it too i mean my strategy has only changed slightly because from the very beginning i was purchasing a lot of commons i was buying a lot of what i considered to be fantasy relevant or performance-based relevant players. So as far as what I'm purchasing hasn't changed that much. So for me, I'm really targeting debut moments. It's a big thing for me right now, especially with series two being released. And I'm also looking at which rares may have additional utility to other than just being a rare. So that, that kind of factors in how I'm, I'm purchasing as well. But like Ryan, I don't buy as much as I used to. And like Kenny, I'm also looking ahead to see what might be, say, fantasy or performance-based relevant in the near future. So we've all adjusted it slightly, but for each of you, how much does Rumble factor into it now, Kenny? Well, uh, you know, you, yeah, he took the words right out of my mouth. But yes, Rumble for me factors into it big time, and it's changed my strategy. I mean, I can tell you why, because... I focused more on Rumble now. I focused more on winning it all because of the dapper payouts. Because if I can hit one of those dapper payouts and finish in the top five, I'm going to get some kind of money coming to me, which is going to help me build my collection through play through the uh, challenges and the playbooks that are being rolled out. I can kind of get ahead of, ahead of the game. If that makes sense. So, so our serial number is still a big big factor for you. 
Absolutely it is. Serial numbers have always been a big factor. Ever since I started collecting back in January when, when I got in the, the beta, the closed beta. Yeah, it's always been. But that's just me and, as being a collector for me. I just always, you know, gravitated to the to low serial numbers. I've been doing that since day one. And that's not going to change because I do know lower the serial number, the better the value. And then obviously with the rumble, when you do have lower serial numbers, it helps you get ahead the curve in rumble and moves you up a couple spots based on your lower serial numbers. Because I think me and I call them Raver, but Ryan, we kind of went over deal last week when we we're talking about adding up the the the, uh, the serial numbers because that's how they do it as far as um, if it's a tie or if it's close or whatever the case is, they add them all up and that's how you get slotted if you're tied up exactly and what uh, and that is the case in the last two weeks of rumble you've had people like i was pull something out of the air i was 137th right and i had saquon barkley playing monday night and i needed to you know to score a tremendous amount of points probably 50 or 60 just to put me into the money i didn't quite make it into the money but where i did make it was like around 180 190 and when I looked at everybody else that was around me, there must have been 25 people that had 190, the same as me, based on serial numbers. Now, they were ahead of me because they had lower serial numbers. And the way they do the serial numbers is they tally up all the serial numbers that you have, and then that's where they slot you. So it is a key. It is key for me in the rumble aspect of things. Maybe it's not key for everybody else, but it's always been for me. Okay, Ryan, how important is the rumble side of things when it comes to you making a buying decision? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, if it's an offensive player, I, I do want to try to get that low serial number. Um, but we did have that conversation last week. And and I noticed, though, like the person that was in first place, I think his tally was like 41,000 on the serial number. He really didn't have low serial numbers. Correct. He just played a heck of a roster, you know, whereas I looked at mine and I, I mine equaled up to 11,000. And that was only because I had one seven thousand you know player on there you know but typically i i have them super low but it, but it shows you too that it's not necessary you know um it probably helps when it gets tight but the the competition hasn't been that tight yet i don't think really yeah i've looked at the leaderboards each week and you see a number of different uh, there's there's a lot of ties but they're in little groups right so depending on Correct. what your particular roster was whether or not the tie would make a difference or not, it depends, right? Like, like I agree with you, the guy who won last week, he didn't even have a hero. Correct. He just had a full roster of the best players for that week. So he just hit, right? And yeah. I've always yeah. maintained that if you play an original roster, it's your best opportunity to hit, to hit big because probably no one else is playing it. And you don't have to worry so much about ties. But I think it does, and I like that you pointed out, it, it affects you when you're buying an offensive player. So defensively, you don't care. No, honestly, you know, and, and my strategy to that was fairly early in the season, I went and bought uh, a lot of the cheapest defensive player on what teams I thought had great defenses and just bought like a two-digit of like a Tyus Bowser. So I have mm -hmm. a two-digit defense to use where I spent like, you know, 10 bucks on it, you know? Yeah, because at that time, no one was even after defensive moments because this is, we're talking pre-playbook here. Yeah, well, I mean, even still to this day, you can find if you go to the cheapest person on the team defensively, you know, they're common. Most of the time, you can find a pretty good deal on a two-digit. So that means you have a two-digit defense right there, you know? You just have to have a player from that defense, you know? 
Okay, so I'll I'll put this question out for both of you. I'll start with Ryan first. Uh, do you have like an offensive stud that you know you have a high serial number in? Uh yes. Uh high serial or low serial or high serial? High serial. High serial. Yes, I do. And and I actually debate playing them sometimes. Okay, so let's say you could put that moment on the market and buy a low serial number for let's go with 20% more. Is that worth it to you? Yes, definitely. It is worth paying the 20% premium. If you can just sell the one you have and buy one with a lower serial number, you feel like that's going to add significant value to your collection because of Rumble and because of the value of a lower serial number. Correct. Yes, definitely. 100%. Kenny, are you in the same boat? Man, I was going to say that, but I totally agree with Raver 100%. And not to mention, I've done that six times over. Now I have no, no high serial numbers of most of my offensive players. They're all low. So you've put your best offensive players on the market, sold them for, say, the floor, and then paid a bit of a premium to replace them with better serials. Yes, I have. I've done that with a couple of my players, like the Sun God, Amare St. Brown. I've done that with. I've done that with Saquon. What I've done is now that I've been into the rare collecting, I have a lot of doubles. I have a lot of rares. Uh, I'm a lot of commons of the main players, main offensive guys, and I have the rares with them. So I've been selling the commons off, and I've been keeping the rares. But I have done that about, I want to say, six or seven times, Cobra, where I've, I've sold off a, a, a moment and we've been back in the market and bought that same moment mm-hmm. and scrolled into lowest cereal and found the uh, one I wanted to buy, the lowest cereal. Okay, I have not done that yet. I've started to consider possibly doing that. I've I've been thinking about it lately because I've looked at some of the Rumble rosters I've put together and I've seen the large numbers attached to a number of my top players and you know thought about whether or not I should be kind of replacing them just with better serial numbers specifically for Rumble. Not so much of anything else, but specifically for Rumble. So I've been kind of debating whether or not I want to go through the process of doing that. Now, Originally, I was looking at my original strategy, and it's funny, I've kind of come full circle here, because my original strategy was to get as many different players as possible, hit as many different offensive and defensive categories as possible, and then turn a profit through all day by winning challenges. And essentially, essentially, that's what I've been doing, okay? It's what I've been doing. And something I think gets missed by a lot of the collectors on this platform right now is let's be honest all day is not making it that difficult to succeed at the at the playbook correct no they're not they they definitely like last weekend yeah i gotta credit them on that because all day has done a very good job as far as getting the active people the people that have been there the longest in the platform yes taking care of which is a great job so like last weekend, for instance, you know, uh, you know, there was that tough Thursday night challenge where, you know, Hayward went up to two hundred eighty nine dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of people didn't decided not to do it. You know, myself included myself as well. I'm not going to pay that for a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a reason for that. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there AFC is. North. <laughs> but um you know, it, but you saw, though, how they kind of bent a little bit when it came to the Sunday and Monday challenges, because uh, a lot of people were fearing, especially with the, you know, uh, the Zeke Elliott and the, uh, what was the other? Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard, you know? Mm-hmm. So they kind of made that challenge easy. So I, and I think it was kind of because they were worried about the way the community would react to it. 
Uh, so I think they've bent a little bit, and they even did it with this week's playbook, you know, with the, uh, what was it, the Bucks challenge, you know, where you can have a, uh, a common uh, quarterback that throws at least one pass. They know what they were implying by that. For anybody that has a Brady, you can put it in. So I think they've bent a little bit. See, I, I, I hold on. I'm going to comment on that. So I, like you, I wasn't able to do the Thursday night challenge last week, but here's the thing. I went into last week specifically to not do the playbook. Really? Okay. My goal last week, my wife and I, same goal was I looked at the games, especially the, <laughs> the primetime games and looked at my collection and thought, man, there's a lot of holes in some of the, in a couple of these games here. And I thought this might be a good week for me to sell moments and turn a profit on some of these challenges. So specifically last week, our goal was to not do the challenges, but then the challenges quite literally fell in my lap. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is retarded. I may as well do the challenges because I have yeah. everything I require. I don't have to buy a single thing except for the Thursday night challenge, right? Thursday was like, okay, it's going the way I expect it to go. We made some money on the Thursday night challenge because we, we sold before the games began. Knowing that chances are we're not going to be able to complete this. Now is the case. We weren't able to complete it, right? Yeah. I got lucky too. I didn't yeah. do Thursday. Yeah, I, I did the same. Yeah, and I, then yeah. Sunday, I'm I'm all prepared to sell. And as it's as the day games going on, I'm like, well, I'm I kind of have everything, so I guess I might as well. Yeah. I'll throw that one in. And then Sunday night was like, oh, something could go wrong, I guess. But oh, no, I guess not. So that was easy. And then I'm waiting for Monday. The, the challenge reveals on Monday for the Monday night challenge and the end of week challenge. And it ends up being like, you fall on my lap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was basically like the Monday night challenge was like anybody that touches the ball, just have a moment. Of it. <laughs> yeah, have a moment. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. I mean, that's basically what it was. It was, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I'm kind of happy about it though. I said, well, what's funny about that is I, I had no intentions to do it. The Dallas one, the Dallas game. And the reason was, I was like, well, I know they were going to feed Pollard the ball. If Pollard had gotten more touches than Elliott, I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have been out of the, the four and five-star pack because I only completed three. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't buying a Pollard for $300. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But it just came easy. But 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 you did buy a Dallas Cowboys moment for – But I bought – yeah. You know, I bought a $70 team moment I, <laughs> that I sold for $33, Cope, Ryan. Okay, so hold on though. Here's here's what I want to get to. So that was the, the first half of the reason why I decided to challenge this because he basically fell on my lap. But I still, if I wanted to, I still could have been like, you know what? Maybe I should just profit off these challenges. Forget the packs. I'll just profit. But the profit wasn't there. Okay, so here here's what I think people are missing. There's been a a little bit of panic. I, I again, I discussed some of this on the YouTube video I released recently. Check out the Pro Sports Podcasters YouTube channel. You'll, you'll, I'll go into depth as to what's going on. But basically, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of panic by some of the collectors on the platform. And part of it is because of the precedent that was set in the first couple of weeks of playbook challenges where some people made out like bandits. Yep. They either weren't in on the challenge or they had duplicates of specific players that just shot through the roof. And it was specific situations that caused that to happen single moments on the platform of specific players that happen to be in a challenge. That's why it happened. Now, last week, I'm hoping to profit, but the challenges, they didn't really present good opportunities to profit. They really didn't. You could have taken a little bit of profit, but would have that been worth it? No, it's not because I've come back to where I was in the beginning where it's, 
you're far better off profiting from what you crack from reward packs. And people aren't factoring that in. Yeah. And that's actually what I did last week. I actually sold my two Jalen Hurts that I paid nothing for. And uh, I got like 64 a piece, I think, or something like that. So under 28 bucks. Yeah. That's where you should be profiting, right? Everyone's looking at like, oh man, you know, the market's down like 10%. I'm thinking, okay. Like, yeah, but 10%, man. Like, we're losing 10% on our moments. I said, hold on a second. How many moments have you gotten free? Yep. Because if I start counting it up, it's it's a lot, okay? If you, anyone who's been here from the beginning, yeah, there's a quite a few packs that we've gotten free. Like we always, like we already said, the playbooks haven't been that difficult. So, you know, in the first three weeks, I mean, I, I've cracked 15 packs. Have you guys yeah, cracked 15 packs? Agree. Yeah. yeah, I've yeah, cracked 15. 15 Actually, 16 because I got my free week 14 pack. <laughs> yeah, we, we messed up. Here's an extra one. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Just to all day's thing, I know they were batching the pack rewards up, but this last pack reward we pulled from the five star, the four star, and three stars were different from the first three weeks we pulled or the first two weeks it was. Well, because now we're getting like series two moments and such mixed in and that. But I mean, yeah. but the point is, is every week each one of us has added 12 moments to our collection, <laughs> right? Minus five, we got to burn. <laughs> okay, no, you selectively burn though. Selectively burn. Right. But you're looking at 12, 12, 12, you know, 36 moments. Some of those you're not going to like, you're going to burn them away. But even if you're, let's, let's say you're just, you're adding six moments a week free. 18 I mean, moments. I mean, just think if they're all base moments at $9, 36 moments, that's, that's still, it's profit. Profit's profit. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I don't even look at it at the, at the $9 base. I look at it like even if they're $6 moments. That's your entry fee to next week's uh, challenges as well. If if they're moments to burn, you know that's that's a a thirty dollar fifty dollar entry fee, yeah. right? So if you are continuously week after week adding six seven moments to your collection that you really didn't have to pay for, and you start doing the math as to how much that's going to be worth to you in the long run, and we're not even counting you know, the celebration pack that they just gave us, <laughs> right? Yeah. The, yeah. hey, thanks for being here for ex- you know ex- for so long that we got. The, you spent this amount, so you're going to get this many. Like we, all the way from the very beginning, we've been given these thank yous from all day. Right. People are forgetting about them. They're just looking at what's a moment worth today versus what, what's it worth tomorrow. And if tomorrow it went down a buck, they're disappointed. But, but hold on, how many of your moments do you, have you gotten for free? Yeah. Right. So the profitability on this on this platform is it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And for a while there, I because of the playbook challenge, I, I was like everyone else. I, I got pumped when they released the the playbook. Like, did you guys get excited when you saw the <laughs> the first release for it? Uh, definitely, definitely. I'm still right? excited every week. It keeps changing. Kenny, I, were you I, amped I when excited. you saw the playbook uh, release? 
the first time ever? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Well, we had a lot of things going on. With Rumble just dropped, and then on, then as soon as they dropped Rumble, they dropped the playbook on the same day. I was like, wow, all day just got really, really great. So yeah, I was amped. I was pretty excited because for the guys that have been in for a long time, six, seven months of dormant, doing nothing, and just buying packs and complaining on Discord, that was like one of the greatest moments in all day. Yeah, I was amped, and then I got like – I. My eyes must have bulged when I saw what happened in week one with Gabriel Davis. Yeah, definitely. 90 bucks. Right? He 10 X'd. He went 10 times his value in oh one night. Yeah, Everything did. Everything <laughs> right? went up through the room. 10, 10 times his value. And when that happened, I changed my strategy. My strategy became predictive purchasing for future challenges to sell. Yes. That's what I was talking about earlier. Right. But it was last weekend that I realized it's not worth it. You're better off winning challenges. Yeah. Huh. I mean, but you're right. There was nothing to make money off of last weekend. Correct. Correct. And I think they've done they've done a bit to try and fix that a little bit this week. The Sunday night challenge has an opportunity there because it's going to be very particular because of the moments available. There's only one common uh, Kansas City historical moment. It's a rivalries moment. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. $27, right? Yeah, that's it. There's one. So if that happens to be one you require, it's going to shoot up. There's only a couple. There's two Tampa Bay ones in the historical side. Yep. Then you need need a a rare, which people had started been selling off. People started selling their rares to buy commons. And now they realize, oh, shit, we need a rare. Unless, unless you've got quarterback debuts. But these are not cheap debuts. But it was only, yeah, I was going to say it's, it would either be what, Bucks or, or New Orleans, right? What? So no, that no, would K- be a, Kansas City. A Tom Brady, right? K- Kansas City. So Kansas it's Tom, City. Tom Brady, which is the common debut that's yeah. 250 bucks. And Patrick Mahomes, which, which is, is like 1300 Yeah. So yeah. like there, there's your options. So now a lot of people have a Brady. I don't. So see, that, that, that challenge is going to be very difficult for me. I may yeah. not complete that challenge. A lot of you are saying, oh, that's an easy challenge, but that's because they bought a Brady. Yeah, <laughs> right. and that's why I, I said the same thing. And then, and also with the, uh, what is it, the Sunday, what's the other challenge? Oh, the Sunday slate, where they're allowing you to put in a legendary, if you have it, yep. of any legendary, to fill in a spot you don't have. So for me, I'm looking at 100-yard rushers. If Dalvin Cook hits... I don't have to worry about it because I can just stick a legendary. In That's there right. You're not going to pay 250 bucks for a Dalvin Cook. You're just like, I got a legendary. Yeah, especially when he's going to get a common well, sooner or later, right? Uh, I'm very upset at that Dalvin Cook right now. I bought that at $280. It is down like the ones. Oh. It happens. I'm, I'm doing okay on my purchase. Oh, man. All my rares I purchased <laughs> three months ago are down. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's one of my pride purchases, actually. I bought Dalvin Cook at 60 bucks. Yes. Ah, $60. Uh, $60. I wanted to comment on that, Cope. When I looked, when That's I amazing. saw that, I was like, Cope was on to something. Because you snapped up a lot of rares, at, you know, for double-digit, no, for payouts. I was like, wow. That That's because I started, when I started buying rares, I was, it was weird. At, early on, everyone was buying wide receivers. And no one was buying running backs. And then, you know, like Dalvin Cook gets released. And I'm thinking he's one of the best running backs in the league. And he came out at 60 bucks. I'm like, How, that's, that's stupid. I'm going to buy him. <laughs> All right. I did, I did have a question, guys. 
you notice how the rare has been down in the market, right? Obviously the last week and maybe two weeks. Yeah. Then they implement this challenge where you needed these rares. Now you think they did that to throw a wrench in the whole situation there. Cause they saw that they all days paying attention to everything. I, I think a hundred, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's part of it. So I, I think it's two things. One, it's that it's people who had purchased all those rares were complaining. Okay. But then two, it's also because Series 2 has been released. Okay, so Series 2 is forcing them now to be a little more specific when it comes to the playbook challenges. Yeah. Or in this I case, agree. or in this case, they even did the whole standard challenge where it's rares or legendaries. Yep. Right? Because you can't just have a, a free-for-all when there's going to be multiples of each player on the platform soon enough. That's why, me personally, that's why I'm targeting debuts now. Uh, yeah. I had this talk with Raver because in Series 2, they're dropping a lot of moments that we already have in Series 1, decreasing the value of these players, which you already talked about, Cope, and that is a huge concern. Huge. Yep. Yeah, like, why Why did we need another Kyler Murray? Why do we need another Mike Williams, you know? Yeah, the, the Kyler Murray was upsetting. <laughs> I mean, it's a great play. Don't get me wrong. It's I, a phenomenal I mean, moment. I'm, I'm glad it, to have it. Yeah, it but deserves. But it's just like... But at the same time, he's had so many. And, yeah, once again, they should have tiered it correctly, you know? Yeah, it should have been a legendary. And I and I take that back, Cove. I was busting your balls about Cade York, and actually he's going to play a role in the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? He's got a great name. So it's I, 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 look, I look at it, I'm like, I kind of want to sell this moment, but he, he's got such a kind of cool name i'm gonna keep it <laughs> and the name is cool yeah i do like the name yeah right it's one of those, one of those names right yeah this guy's born to play football <laughs> right but and the cleveland game this weekend it said something about kicking or something to that nature i think it was anyhow Cade york's going to play a role so if you have his card you don't sell it until after or sell it make a profit so uh also i've been noticing look at these series two legendary these two rookies, what, what is your thoughts on the prices, what they're sitting at right now? Number one, I was pissed off that they released the debuts as legendaries. Yeah, I remember you posted that. Right? I was ticked. So, not, I mean, not every football fan pays close attention to the NFL draft. Okay? Not every yeah. football fan. But almost every football fan can tell you who their team selected in the first round. Yep. Right? If you're a fan of a team, maybe you're not a big fan of the NFL draft. Maybe it doesn't you don't get hyped like I do, like I freaking plan a day around it. <laughs> but you're still gonna know who your team picked in the first round. Yep. And you may even know who went first in the draft, even if they're not on your team. Oh, I know. <laughs> we picked Evan O'Neill. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you have an opportunity if you're NFL all day to use those players to attract people to your platform. And then you make them legendaries essentially saying you're not going to get them. Yeah. It was retarded. It was retarded. It, it pissed me off so much. I'm like, why would you do that? In my opinion, everybody who goes in the first round should be released as a common. Yeah. If you're a first round pick, your debut moment should be a common. Or, or maybe they do maybe a common LE. You know, like something maybe four four thousand or something like that. You know, make it a little bit more limited, but not necessarily unattainable. 
Yeah, like so something I mentioned in the, the last YouTube video as well, and I wanted to ask you guys about this and what you thought of it. So something I kind of touched on, but I didn't go too in, in depth with, but I have the, I feel like when you go on the platform and you select your favorite team, that you should not be able to change that for a season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. For the whole season. You sign on the platform. Yeah, I agree with that. People should pick yeah. a team. Yeah, who's your favorite team? You pick it. This whole, like, I'm going to change it in case my team doesn't win with that whole, you know, your favorite team bonus? No. All day caught on to that, man. They uh, they blocked it for the that weekend. Yeah, but you, you could still change it. Yeah, you could still change it. And you can change it week to week, you know. They weren't making you lock it in just for that one week. That's yeah. it. I say you should lock it in for a season. You go on the platform, you know, off season, it ends, you decide you want to, you know, join a different team. Maybe you're a fan of a particular player and they get traded and you want to change in the off season. Fine. But once the season starts, that should be your team. And this gives them opportunities. So one of the things I'm going to ask you, I'll start with you, Ryan. If they had a, I mentioned the whole possibility of adding a fandom moment to the playbook yardage challenges yep right so you hit a certain yardage and it unlocks a fandom moment for for your particular team so yep. what if the fandom moment was at a very difficult to attain level so let, let's say it's at 120 yep but it sits there you've got all season to eventually hit it if you never hit it during the season you don't get it but that fandom moment is the first pick that your team made in the previous draft. I have no clue what a fandom moment is. Still. Okay. So wait, hold on. Kenny, you were in top shot, right? Yeah, I was like for three months till I sold everything, got out. He, he was in before fandom. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. So a fandom moment is a moment that's limited to the number of people who successfully get it. Yeah. It's a reward that you have to win. There's no other way of buying it. Oh, you have to win it. Okay. You have to win it. And when you yeah. win it, it adds to the number of, of minted moments. Oh. Now, okay. in, to in Top Shot, it failed horribly, but that's because there were so many people on the platform. And they made some of them too easy, too. I mean, some of them were just so, so obtainable, and then there were some that were just so unobtainable. It was one way or the other, it was feast or famine. Correct. So, you, like, you've got fandom moments in Top Shot that are minted to, to a quarter million. Jeez. Yeah, well, that that was that was the Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like retarded, right? Like a quarter million of these things are minted, right? But imagine, so Kenny, you are a what do you call your team? The G-Men. Okay, so you're you're a New York Giants fan, Big Blue. So the Giants' first pick this year was Evan O'Neill, right? Yeah, Evan O'Neill. Yeah. Okay, so what they would do then is like you have him, you have his first moment as an available fandom moment, only available to people who have selected the Giants as their favorite team. Oh, well, I like that. And then it sits on your yardage tracker, let's say at 120 or whatever. We'll just see 120 just to make it simple. It sits at 120. And if the next week you, you finish at 105, you don't get it, but it's still sitting there. The next week you finish at 110, you don't get it, but it's still sitting there. But as soon as you hit 120, you get it. It becomes part of your collection and it adds to its total mint count. Now, the reason I think this would work is because actively 
how many people are are, are hitting the level five? I think it's somewhere around seven thousand or something. Am I right about that, Ryan? Do you know? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but kind of looking at it week to week, I, I would say that's probably a pretty safe estimate. Okay, and then you got to divide that amongst the thirty-two teams. So, how many G-men fans are going to be on the platform that are actively doing the playbooks and actually have them listed as their favorite team? Correct. That, that, that's why also I think it, it ties into the whole once you pick a team, you got to keep it for a season. Stick with it. Yep. So let's say there's only 500 people that are fans of Big Blue. So there's a maximum of 500 people that could hit that moment. So you're looking at a maximum 500 mint count, and let's say only 50% of the people get it. That's still a big estimate. That's that's a 250 mint count uh, first round pick from your team. That'd be a very sought after moment in the future. I agree. Right? The only yeah. way you could get it was to get one of the. Yeah, but the thing is, it's it's it becomes a fandom moment, right? So it's strictly for like the big blue fans. And the only way you're going to get one if you weren't around for that season and didn't hit it is if somebody sells it to you. They yep. can do that for every and, single team. And I bet you a lot less of them would be sold because it's a fandom moment. You know, it's a, it, that's harder to part with than somebody that's a flipper, you know? Correct. You're not, you're right. not, it's not, it wasn't like it was on Top Shot where you just, you just did the challenge, got a fandom moment for a random player, whether you're a fan of that team or that player or not. And you know what's good about that, guys, is that this actually identifies who the real football people are versus the NFT flippers. You're going to weed a lot of stuff out there. It's yeah, it's a claim to fame. If like if you are a Giants fan and you hit that moment and it's part of your collection, they've now instituted this whole connect your account with Instagram to show off what you've got. That's a show off moment, huh. yeah, right? Definitely, right? It's Ryan. It's like you and Rashad Bateman. It's like you're a Rashad yeah. Bateman legendary. It's a show-off moment, right? You you yeah. know you're a fan because you went through the the, the 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 hassle of selling and buying to get that moment. Yeah, you did. Correct. Right? It's a show-off moment. And then, you know, I'm trying to think who I'm trying to think who the Ravens first pick was this year. Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, that's and right. You the know, kick they, they, they could have they could have made they could have made a video of him punching that ball out and that recovery from last weekend. Yep, and that would have been an amazing moment. And uh, I would love to be the you know the one that had yeah had that you know yeah. And by the way, that was Definitely. a kick-ass, that was a kick ass pick by the by the Ravens. By the way, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kyle Hamilton, man. So like, yeah. that would be one I would I would want, even though I'm not a Ravens fan. Yeah, definitely, he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I'd be hoping some Ravens fan hit it and then put it on the market to try and make money off it. And I'd be like, that's mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be trying, I'd be trying to get it, you know? So yep. that's what I'm saying. They have, they have opportunities to do things like that, right? There's so many opportunities on this platform and that's something I'd like to see them do. I would really like them to start tailoring things to specific fans. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.